At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Line on this Saturday morning, presented by BetMGM. I am Dave Ross here in Las Vegas. And Michael Lombardi, a good Saturday morning to you, sir. And I got to tell you right off the jump, my friend, I woke up this morning to a winner. There's no better feeling than betting against Ricky Fowler in an individual matchup at the British Open and already cashing the ticket, what, 7 a.m. out here in Las Vegas, Michael. So it was a nice way to wake up. Yeah, you can't beat it. I mean, I, I, I kind of gave you a 500 game on baseball yesterday. The Blue Jays covered, didn't go over on the Giants-Diamondbacks game. But, you know, I mean, the Cubs-Diamondbacks game. But I'm happy you did. I mean, look, anytime you can make money, I'm sure Ricky will stay around the British Open to congratulate the champion. I, I, there's no doubt. He'll be one of those guys in the clubhouse waiting for the guy to come off the course and say, oh, wonderful job. Thank you very much. Never even dawning on him that maybe he should just try to get some competitiveness and go out there and try to win the damn thing. I'm right there with you. He is the king of it. It is a tradition unlike any other to see Ricky right there, always in picture right frame, there. right? Always there with the handshake. Always congr- Yeah. 
I mean, look, I think the South Point or Circus should hire him as a greeter. He's tremendous in that role. You know, come on in. Play the slots. How are you? Nice to see you today. Would you like a croissant? You know, come on in. I'll comp you at the breakfast line. I mean, seriously, this is what he does. He's it's unbelievable. Uh, Michael, of course, we will be keeping a watchful eye on the British Open today. Uh, the leaders have not teed off as of yet, but the pursuers have. Uh, guys like John Rahm and Brooks Kepka just getting their days started. So we'll keep a watchful eye there. But I uh, I did go one-on-one. Boy, that Blue Jays game was never a sweat at all. I thought we might get lucky uh, with the Cubs late. But uh, a couple – I was watching that game intently at the end there and a couple of curious calls by Blue there. Uh, Maybe they had dinner reservations, so we didn't hit the over there. But (laughs) we'll do okay with uh, some baseball plays later on today. Um, But I I was intrigued by this, Michael, because I know that you're a Philly guy. And uh, we will talk about this a little bit. But Damian Lillard – now, all the blue check marks out there said he requested a trade from Portland. Right. Damian Lillard kind of shot back and said, no, 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 I didn't request a trade, but I haven't made up my mind where I want to play next year, which is interesting because it kind of feels like he's requesting a trade. Now, uh, we do have odds right now from BetMGM as to the destination spots that he might land. And lo and behold, there it is, Michael, the Sixers at plus 250. What do you make of that matchup? Because it feels like that's exactly what they would need. Well, I think I think if if they can get Lillard at age 31, knowing that you're dealing with Embiid, who's you know yes he's a young player, but his body's old, and you may get three more years. I mean, it's going to be interesting if the 76ers extend Embiid to the max deal for five more years, knowing where he is health wise. But put that aside. You know, this is an opportunity to get a a player, and they have assets to send to to, to Portland mm-hmm. to get him back. The Knicks don't have as many assets to send, uh, nor do the Heat. I mean, they do have Ben Simmons, who's highly regarded in NBA circles, a defender. You know, they've got Maxie, who's a very good, young, promising player that I think will really shine if they trade him. Now, they might regret that at some point. And they got Thibel. So they've got two. They've got a lot of pieces plus draft picks. And, you know, that gives them an opportunity to get in it. They were never going to get hardened because I think of the disconnect between Maury and the ownership in Houston. I think that 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 feud created the hardened, making it not possible. But I do think I really do think they have enough assets to pull this off. And knowing Maury, knowing that he doesn't really like first round draft picks, knowing he'd rather trade for veterans. I think this smells like it's something the Sixers are going to do, and I think that's why they're the hands-on favor to do it. Michael, you mentioned Ben Simmons. Any deal potentially involving Damian Lillard, do you think Ben Simmons has to be the guy that goes out west in part of that deal? I mean, they're not going to take Tobias Harris, so right. yes. I mean, you know, they got to trade. You know, the one thing when you deal in trades, you've got to match the salaries. You can't just trade 15 first-round draft picks for a player. Because the draft picks don't count as money in the trade pool. So you've got to match salaries. And if you put Simmons in the deal with Lillard, they match salaries. And you can end up adding other pieces to it to, get to, to make this work. And look, look at, Denver, look at Portland's team. Defensively, they're not very good. They struggle. You know, and, and they need some players that can play some defense and be able to do that. Now, what happens and how they build their team around Simmons, that remains to be seen.
All right, of course, so we're going to keep a watchful eye on that. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross with Michael Lombardi. And we were just talking a little bit about Damian Lillard here and potentially being traded. The odds on favorite would be to go to Philadelphia. But I want to ask you about the Lakers because we talked about it a little <laughs> bit, right, at plus 700. I remember way back when, Michael, when the league nixed the Chris Paul trade to L.A., right? Oh, it was going to be this competitive imbalance. Doesn't it feel like if it's not Philadelphia – that the Lakers could be a sneaky play at plus 700 because LeBron needs help. LeBron needs more. Anthony Davis isn't enough. The league's going to be upset because the ratings are down. So put Dame Willard in L.A. and we get ratings and we get the Lakers back to be the, the favorites out west. I think Neil Olsey, the general manager of the, of the Portland Trailblazers, would have to be crazy, <laughs> crazy to trade Lillard to the Lakers like that would be his death sentence right I mean like if you're Maury you want to trade Simmons to the west and if you're Olsey you want to trade Lillard to the east I mean why would you want to why would you want to have to watch Lillard on that and then really competitive balance is that really good for the league I mean we supposedly have a salary cap and all of a sudden you have Anthony Davis LeBron James and Damian Lillard (laughs) that doesn't look like a salary cap to me you know so I, I think that knowing the way general managers think, because they want to look good in all the deals, right? Right. And if you look at Olsey, I mean, he's got to, before he makes this deal, he's got to feel like he's got security from ownership, right? Because if he makes the deal and the team bombs, all of a sudden, you're in trouble. You've got to be able to get ownership behind you and say, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to trade this significant piece, Lillard, for a younger player, we're going to build the team defensively around this player. And in three years, we think we'll compete. That's what you've got to be able to do. But if you don't think you're going to be able to stay there for three years, then all of a sudden it becomes a harder proposition to make that deal. Yeah, good point. Obviously, the uh, three teams there at the top of the list potentially to be traded to all in the Eastern Conference, to your point. So it feels like you do not want to keep this guy out west. And certainly Portland and L.A., boy, that, that those fan bases, if you're Portland, would be like, wait, we got to go up against this guy now in our own division, in our own conference? Probably not the smartest move. Uh, Michael, I want to make you aware that Josh Applebaum. But I do is- think, David, I do think, I do think that he will try to move C.J. McCall. I think what, he'll, what he's going to try to do, they're going to try to smooth this over with Lillard. Hmm. And they're going to try to say, hey, look, we're going to acquire another player to go with you. We're going to acquire two players to go with you, let's say. And they're going to try to reconfigure the roster. I think this is a long way from getting done hmm. because he's got to try to sell Lillard on what his plans are. I'm going to trade C.J. McCollum. I'm going to get Ben Simmons from Philadelphia and some other pieces. We're going to do this trade, how we're going to do it. I think that's really what he has to start. So I think we're at least a month away from saying, okay, the Lillard sweepstakes. It's going to have to be a breaking point in the ability to, for him to build, Nolsey to build the team and then moving forward. Boy, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about McCollum and Dame Lillard as, you know, kind of Splash Brothers light. And now that duo might be broken up out there in Portland. Uh, Michael, we are going to talk more NBA. Josh Applebaum is in the building, so he's surviving Las Vegas just fine so far <laughs> in his first couple of days. And we'll get his uh, take certainly on the Bucks and get your thoughts on the Bucks and uh, Suns as they get ready for Game 5 tonight. I know we've been crawling to get to Game 5. We're fi- finally going to have one tonight. But I do want to talk some NFL 
with you very quickly here, Michael, uh, because we are just 10 days away from training camp, and you can feel it. You know this as a guy who's been around the league forever, that we're getting oh so close two months away from the start of the regular season. And that first game on the docket certainly grabs my attention, and that's the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Buccaneers in Tampa, the defending champs. And right now that number, right now as it stands for that Thursday night game, is Buccaneers six and a half. It's not to the magic number of seven. Uh, what do you make? You know how it is. It's pomp and circumstance, and you're going to get your rings, and it's the showcase game. It's the only game in town. What do you make of that line so far? It's an interesting line. I mean, look, what we've seen so far, there's 2,600 tickets that I see in front of me written up on the game so far. And 70% of the money, 70% of the tickets are on the Bucs. Hmm. 74% of the money is on the Bucs. And the line's not moving. And so what that tells me is they don't want to go to seven. I think if they go to seven, that's they, they're going to get too much action on Dallas. And, you know, when you're at seven, that backdoor cover really becomes in play. I think this is going to be a challenging game for the Cowboys. They'll be healthy as they could ever be, assuming they get Tyrod Smith to stay healthy at, at right tackle mm-hmm. and, and Collins at left tackle and Collins at right tackle. So, and how they play Brady, you know. I mean, Dan Quinn played Brady in the Super Bowl was really comfortable in the first half, intercepted the pass for a touchdown, looks like they're going to route the Patriots and all of a sudden couldn't hold up. I worry about Dallas holding up in this game because of their ability to – they can't play – They're going. To, it's going to be a zone game. It's going to be a zone game, and they're going to rush four. Can they get to Brady in that game? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, we've got preseason to take a look, but I'm a little bit concerned. The way Dallas has got to win this game is they have to control the pace – gain control of the game. And when I say those two words, I say that means Zeke Elliott. That means they've got to be able to feature Elliott in this game plan and utilize his skill as a receiver as much as a running back. So, you know, I think it, I don't think the book wants to go to seven, Dave, at all. I don't think they want to go there because I think then there's going to be too much action on Dallas. Six and a half, I lean towards taking the Cowboys. I think these opening day games are a lot closer than most people would believe because you just don't know what to predict. Special teams has a great influence. The Cowboys are going to Ventura. They're going to get out of the heat and humidity in Dallas. Will they melt in the heat and humidity in Tampa at night at 820? Because it's going to be hot and it's going to be humid. Weather, Weather in September is more critical than weather in December. Wow. You know, it's interesting you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm kind of confused here. He had a rough year, obviously, last year, and he did put it on the turf much more than I'm accustomed to as a Cowboy fan here, Michael. Can you throw out last year if you're Ezekiel Elliott as the offensive line was decimated? You know, we were down to our third string here. Do you expect him to be – he doesn't always look like he's in the best physical shape, right? No. And you're right. It looks like they are going to depend on him. They have to because if they get in these shootouts with that defense, they're going to lose in the end. They've got to play more ball. Ball control. Can they rely on Ezekiel Elliott, certainly in that week one matchup, and, and hopefully for the next 16 past that? I think that's going to be the one thing we need to really determine in preseason, right? we got to figure out, is he in shape? If he's in shape to get the ball, Parcells, Bill Parcells always wanted running backs in the preseason to carry the ball a lot. Not necessarily a lot in the games, but he wanted to see if they could hold up opening day if they get 20 carries because it's exhausting. You're getting hit. Mm -hmm. You're getting attacked from all different angles. How do you hold up? They've got to be able to take contact. And I thought Zeke was really – I know I'm not a body fat expert because I'm a fat guy, but (laughs) it looked to me like his body fat was more inclined to be closer to mine than it should be a superior athlete to me. 
That's what bothered me the most about Zeke. And how do you give the ball to a guy who's not in great shape? Right. You know, and they want to bring Tony Pollard in. They want to kind of rotate him through. I think Tony Pollard's the perfect guy to play with Zeke. Put him on the field with Zeke and then line him up as a slot receiver and see how the defense reacts to it. So, yeah, but I think they have to ride Zeke. Zeke is, for all the skill players they have on that team, and they've got a ton of them, Zeke's the best one. Yeah, you know, I go back to the 90s, obviously, and, you know, Michael Irvin, you can say what you want about the guy, but he was the first guy in, the last guy out, and he was always in perfect shape and conditioning, and a lot of guys took the lead from them. They're going to need somebody. If Zeke's supposed to be a leader on that football team, if this team's going to, you know, get over nine and a half wins and potentially challenge for the division at plus 115, at some point, Zeke's got to grow up and be a leader in that locker room. I know Dak is the unquestioned leader of that team, and I know he works, and he's got that work ethic, but, Michael, we talk about it all the time, and I know you do, too. Those are the guys you need. Your best players have to be leaders. And if Zeke doesn't lead by example, a lot of these props that you see up there, and certainly Super Bowl at 40 to 1, feel like a long shot until you get your best players to set the example, right? Right, no doubt. And that's what you need. I mean, Dak, one thing Prescott does, he does lead by example. He is a good leader. Now, you know, the challenge for Dallas this year. As we handicap Dallas, and the people have them as the number one seat team in the East, and they're the betting numbers at nine and a half, which I think is a little high, considering where they are defensively. I mean, they have Demarcus Lawrence, who again he didn't play well last no, year. No, he either. didn't. He did not play well. Randy Gregory hasn't been able to do that. Where are they going to be defensively? Jalen Smith looked like the drop leg came back on him last year. He wasn't the same player, mm-hmm. right? You know, Van Der Esch hasn't been very good. Now, Makai Parsons gives them a. A middle linebacker, and for me, defensively, when your middle linebacker can run, that means your defense is faster. And I think this is really going to help them. I think he get they, Mackay Parsons gives them the Bobby Wagner player in this scheme. The problem with this is they don't have enough front guys. They don't have enough guys up front that you're worried about blocking one-on-one. You know, you can block Carlos Watkins. You can block Treston Hill. You can block uh, Neville Gallimore. They're not going to be guys that are hard for you to block. So... I think the key for Dan Quinn is if he wants to be a zone cover three team, which is what he wants to be, can he get enough pressure rushing four? I think that's going to be his challenge. And against Brady, if you don't get pressure and you play that zone, you play that Pete Carroll scheme, he's got every pass known to mankind. Just go through all of the New England games when Brady's playing against Seattle. They're going to get 400, 500 yards against them. Right. And you, you nailed it right in the head. The first round pick out of Penn State, Parsons, if he can play that middle and they can get speed at that position again, like they had when Van Der Esch was healthy and Jalen Smith looked healthy, they can look like the Buccaneers linebackers, right? That, that they can run yeah. in space and, and get after you. And that's what's, what's so good about that Tampa team uh, defensively. Nobody ever talks about those linebackers, but boy, they are elite. And I'm with you. I, I lean towards that six and a half, but right there, I will keep an eye on that number. If it ticks up to seven, and you're right, the books don't seem like they want to get there. That feels like a really good number if you can get it but we'll find out if the war of attrition Zeke's in shape and all those things in a week one on a Thursday night down in Tampa uh, Michael I'm very intrigued obviously by the Steelers and the Bills uh, when we get to the Sunday lineup here because again we had Brian McFadden on yesterday I know he's bullish more on his Steelers I think than the rest of America might be <laughs> uh, and the Bills come in as a solid favorite here at six and a half what do you make of that because I, I know the Bills are the team I, I loved watching them and betting them last year uh, but it is a big number they're laying in week one after you get to the AFC title game a year ago. 
I think a lot of this number, and I've seen some sevens out there too. So, I mean, there's been no money coming in on Pittsburgh whatsoever. Now, this is the second most highly bet game on the board in week one. Obviously, it's going to get bet tremendously. It's a one o'clock kick in Buffalo. But I think what you're seeing is the, the unknown about Pittsburgh. Who is Pittsburgh? What's Pittsburgh going to be like offensive line-wise? Are they going to be good enough up front? Can they throw the football down the field? And what value do they gain defensively losing Bud Dupree? Is are they going to be able to compensate for his loss? Are they going to be able to fill, you know, can Devin Bush take up some of the slack in terms of his ability to give them speed on the field? But I think more than anything, you know, they need to get that other pass rusher to go along with T.J. Watt. Mm. You know, last year when T.J., when, when uh, Dupree got hurt and he went out of the game, you know, and then they went to Highsmith, Highsmith didn't really give them that kind of juice off the edge that they really needed. So, you know, this is an older defense. I think it's a defense that has, what, has four guys over 30 years old. Joe Hayden didn't look like he covered very well last year. You know, Lane, Justin Lane's got to prove he can. I think losing Mike Hilton. You know, it's a little slot corner. He went to Cincinnati. He's not a you know, 5'8 guy, didn't run fast coming out, you know, a college free agent, but he was a smart player and he understood their scheme. Cameron Sutton's going to have to really play well to fill that role for them defensively. I think this number, this lack of respect for a team that won the division and went to the playoffs is more because they don't see it the book doesn't think they're going to be able to bounce back, especially in that offensive line, where it's going to put a lot of pressure on Big Ben. When I look at the Bills, too, I, the last thing last year, they just didn't run the ball, right? I don't even know, Michael, if they attempted really to run the ball. I know Singletary was a, a big disappointment there um, trying to run the ball. Will they attempt it more this year, or do you think it's going to be a, a lot of what we saw and Josh Allen spreading it around and letting him use his arms and his legs and really his superior athletic ability? I think they have to use that, Dave. I think that the one thing Josh Allen was able to do was make plays, and he was smarter with the football than he had been all through the season. You know, and whether Zach Moss can come in and give him some good rushes. I mean, he averaged 4-3 a carry last year at 112 carries. Singletary hasn't really been able to show them that. But I think a lot of what they do in the passing game, some of the short throws that, that Allen was more accurate on than he's ever been, allows them to really have an outside run game even though we think it's all passing. You know, there's some throws that are really run game throws. And so when you throw it over 560 times like they did and like Josh Allen did, you know, and he got his percentage of completion damn near to 60%, which mm. is remarkable. I never thought he would get it there, but he did. And a lot of that is to Brian Dayball's ability to figure out how to run the ball outside by throwing it. And some of those throws outside, the shorter throws that he made, and his numbers improved on that 1-10 to 10 yard completion. I mean, you know, two years ago, he was in the low 50% on throws between 1 and 10 yards. Last year, he was above 60%. So I think that's going to be the key. I don't get caught up in terms of, of run pass. I get caught up in how they're controlling the pace of the game. And sometimes you have to throw the ball outside to control the pace of the game. And when you're almost 50% on third down, like the Buffalo Bills were last year, you're converting a lot of those plays and you're keeping the ball away. I think that's the question mark about Buffalo, right? Uh, yeah. Buffalo last year was able to play 50% almost on third down. So their time of possession was, was almost to 32 minutes in a game. So what does that mean? They played 28, 15 minutes of defense. Again, you want to play good defense, play less defense. And that's what Buffalo did. Now, if they play more defense, say that number slips, Say that third down conversion slips down to 40 and Buffalo's defense starts to play 31 minutes. I think you're going to see a flip in their, a flip in their, uh, the record. 
You know, I, I look at it, too, and my buddy Lorenzo Alexander, once he retired, it looks like the defense got even better. It was really good when Zoe was there, too. But is this defense as good as it appeared last year? Look, they had a 9 nothing lead on Kansas City. Then we saw what happened from that point on. Is it good enough? I know getting back to an AFC title game feels like a, a lot to ask you. The Super Bowl odds are 12-1. to 1, But is that the type of team we're talking about here, Michael? I don't know. I think, you know, they struggled to stop the run last year. They really did. Gave up over 4-6 a carry. And then they really, their leading sacker was A.J. Klein. Mario Addison at five. Those Both those guys. Can they rush the passer? You know, can they rush? They had 38 sacks as a team last year. Playing from in front, scoring 501 points. Is that going to be good enough? I don't think so. You've got to be able to rush the passer. And I think that's the fly in the ointment in terms of Buffalo. Can they rush? Can they be able to do it? And that's why you saw them address those two rushers in the first two rounds. Yeah, absolutely. See, they've got to play a little bit better. I mean, obviously, when you get to that, to the AFC title game, you know you've got a, a pretty good squad. Can they take the next step by running the ball and stopping the run? on the other side. Uh, Michael, we're going to go through a lot more of these uh, as we go through this uh, second hour today. But when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about some franchise tags and some guys on the tag, whether they're happy and will perform this year. We'll give you their totals. And Josh Applebaum is in the building. We're going to talk game five between the Suns and Bucks later on this hour. It is the Lombardi line right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With football season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you're having a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on the Lombardi line, Dave Ross here with you in South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi back there in the East Coast. Michael, I'm still watching the British Open here intently during the breaks here. The leaders still haven't teed off. Brooks Kepka, a rough start for my guy here. He's won over on the day. But I saw your tweet yesterday when Brooks Kepka tweeted how much he loved his driver. <laughs> and he is becoming – I can't believe for a guy like Kepka who was so polarizing early, now he's like the fan favorite, right? Everybody's starting to love this guy yeah. because he's playing and playing this, this kind of heel pretty darn well. I mean, his personality's coming out, right? You know, you kind of see it. He was kind of a stoic guy that right. you didn't really get to know, and now he's kind of having some fun with it. And, you know, DeChambeau, I mean, the, the British tabloids, I read some of the papers this morning in Britain, uh, they're killing DeChambeau. I mean, he <laughs> he's getting killed over there, which deservingly so when you blame your driver when you're the guy hitting the club, you know? And he says it's going to be a learning experience. Well, to me, I'm not sure that, you know, when you when you blame other people that you really understand what a learning experience is. But it looks to me, Dave, watching the course this morning, that we're going to get – the leaders are going to – we're going to continue to get low scoring unless this wind really kicks up in the afternoon because the weather looks perfect for scoring and the, and the people that started – the golfers that started early in the round have been scoring very effectively. So, you know, even though Louie's going to have to wear the right brown shirt combination today, <laughs> I think he's going to have a lot of people on his heels. You know, my buddy Carl Paulson, who works for uh, Sirius XM Golf and a former uh, tour player himself, he and I went to go uh, high school together. He's a little bit better golfer than I am. He said the winning score could be around 20 under par. And I was like, 20? I think that's right. 20 under par? I think that's right. Is this the John Deere I mean, or is this the British Open? I, I know, but let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen it so gr – I mean, it, no. usually that looks like cow pastures over there, right? <laughs> I mean, you think there's going to be two cows walking down the fairway. It's so – you know, it, and, and it's different. It looks plush. It looks beautiful. I mean, the scenery is absolutely gorgeous there. Yeah. But, I mean, it's this is not conditions that we're used to seeing. I mean, they're literally – I looked in the stands. They're wearing short sleeve shirts. That's not that's – not, that's not the open golf no. look. Usually they're bundled up. And as the ugly American here, I, I want it to be nasty. I want rain. I, I want umbrellas out there. I want, you know, everybody yeah, suffering like I suffer out there. And these guys, it's way yeah, too easy. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I like it. I like it when they have to play through it, you know, and they got to handle it and, and deal with the, you know, when it becomes pin, when it becomes target golf like this, these guys are just too damn good. They can hit it. You know, I think one will be interesting to see what Dustin Johnson does today because mm. I think he's kind of got his game going a little bit, you know, and and even though he's a little bit back, what's he tied for fourth? Yeah. There's enough room to make, you know, we could see if he can put some pressure on, on, on UPS there to get going. <laughs> Great call. He is, yeah. He's at 700 par, only four off the lead there. And you're right. He's been so quiet. And I believe the market started off on him at about 20 to 1 this week. And I thought, yeah. unless I'm missing something, he's still the world number one. So let's see. DJ uh, got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he really cranked it into gear yesterday. Michael, that's still pretty good value if you think DJ can get it going today. 
I, I know. And I mean, yesterday I saw him hit a shot out of the rough. He got it to within three inches. I mean, yeah. it was remarkable. He is so talented in terms of what he does and how he plays. I don't think you can overlook him, and especially in a course today that is not typical open-type course. I think it favors a guy like Dustin Johnson. He's getting ready to tee off here pretty soon with Scotty Scheffler, another American, both those guys at seven under par, only four off the lead here. So you're just not seeing a whole lot of, uh, well, we'll find out how the leaders do, but nobody really from the back. We thought Rory McIlroy got off to a great start. I think he had a 31 on his, uh, on his outward nine, but then coming in, yeah. he really struggled coming in. He so, got bombed it. Right, yeah. so we're waiting for those guys, somebody from the back of the pack to really make a move. And again, uh, I, I love to bet kind of in-game golf or, you know, in, in, during rounds, after rounds, rounds are completed. I'm going to wait, obviously, until we see how it shakes out in the third round here. But I like your call on Dustin Johnson. I do think he's a guy to watch out for today. There are a lot of Americans up there at the leaderboard. Colin Morikawa still at nine under par. So he could be a guy for as talented as he is, the number one golfer in the world. Nobody really talking about him, flying under the radar. If you haven't cashed, put in any of those wagers yet, you might want to think of sprinkling a little bit on Dustin Johnson here uh, to go back and try to win this Open. Michael, much more with you on, on we will get some more football props here but we're going to talk some NBA next with Josh Applebaum and figure out what his markets say about game five tonight in Phoenix that's next right here in the Lombardi line this is Vison, the sports betting network If you are a horse racing fan, First Bet is the place for you. With wagering on races at over 300 tracks and AI-assisted picks, it's the easiest way to bet in your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website, all brought to you by Express Bet. Sign up using the promo code VEGAS100 today and get up to 100 match bonus on your first deposit. Visit first.com slash bet slash Vegas100 for details. That's 1ST.com. Dot com slash bet slash Vegas 100 promo code Vegas 100 back here on the Lombardi line Dave Ross with you and Michael Lombardi and look who it is it's Mr. Vegas himself Josh Applebaum is here in studio even though it's early I was worried day two might get out of control he's here Michael to break down game five for us between the Suns and the Bucks tonight Josh welcome back I'm doing great Dave it's great to be with you and I gotta say Michael it's a little bit early out here the time zone change I was up at 4 a.m. looking at ERA's baseball looking at uh, the Bucks and the Suns but it's great to be with you uh, big Saturday guys Absolutely. Let's get right to it, gentlemen. Let's talk about game five here because uh, obviously, Josh, your models have shown like home teams have been dominating so far in this series. Game five tonight with Phoenix now being the favorite back home. Are you kind of leaning the same way? Is that is that what you're seeing? I am. So this is an interesting game here, Dave and Michael. Number one, look at the series price. Really nothing's changed. You know, we've gone through, you know, the Suns go up 2-0, Bucks uh, bounce back here. Now it's tied. But Michael, the opening odds were Suns minus 150 to win the NBA title. Uh, this series, they're back to minus 150. So we're kind of back where we started. Now you get the final three, the two of the last three in Phoenix here. But what's interesting to me, Michael, you know, this line open uh, with the series side 2-2 going 
going back to Phoenix. Suns minus three and a half at some shops. Any three and a halfs immediately got up to minus four. Any fours, they've hinted at times at going to four and a half. And if there's a book that hung a hook with a four and a half, there was a little bit of bucks plus four and a half buyback to bring it back down. So you do have a lot of system matches for me, Dave, on this one with the Suns. Number one, you know, home favorites. It's chalky, but home favorites in the NBA Finals have done well the last decade. And they're 4-0, a perfect 4-0 ATS this NBA Finals. Also, short favorites, minus five or less. You're expected to win. You're laying a short number. Those teams are 36-20 and 20 ATS this playoff, 64%. Favorites in general in the NBA playoffs this year, 53 and 36 ATS, 60%. Uh, and really, Phoenix in this spot has done well. They're 10 and 3 ATS as a favorite. They're 7 and 2 ATS as a home favorite. Uh, also, Michael, a little bit of over money, it looks like. Open 218. That's a little bit lower of a total than we've seen the last couple. Uh, it's now up to 218 and a half or maybe 219. We have seen the over go 2 1 and 1 this playoffs. You do have some over refs here as well, uh, which lean a little bit to the over, looking at um, the, the referees for today, Mark Davis. Sean Wright, Josh Tiven. Uh, but Michael, what do you think? To me, the next move is critical. I think what you're looking at right now, you're hanging on a four. A lot of them are minus 110. But Michael, if we th if we see this thing go to four and a half later in the day, I think that's a confirmation you want if you want to lay it with the Bucks or sorry, lay it with the Suns. But if it goes to three and a half, to me, that's what I'm waiting for. That's why I'm not, I lean Suns, but I'm not completely sold because if this goes to three and a half, that will be worrisome to me, Michael. You know, Josh, I mean, without worrying about the line movement, just analyzing the game from an outsider perspective, you know, the Suns have a what? A, they had a seven-point lead with about eight minutes to go in that game, mm -hmm. and they played as bad as you can play. I mean, Aiton played one of his worst games. He only had six points, and he wasn't – he was active. He had 17 boards, but the, the Milwaukee Bucks had 17 offensive rebounds. So I think the return home – I think Chris Paul getting home. I think the role players typically play better when they play home, you know, and so I think the Cameron Paynes and those players will play much better. And I think the fact that they had that lead, they let it go, and I think their backs are a little bit to the wall. This is one the Suns have to get. I like the Suns here. I like the over in the Suns because, once again, I think you've got to tie the team you like to the pace they have to play. And I don't think they played the right pace, even though they had the lead and they lost it. I think they've got to be able to up-tempo the pace a little bit and force force Milwaukee to have to, to have to play that pace. And I don't think Milwaukee will do it. And to, to you guys, to your points here about Phoenix being down now to minus 150 to win this series. I mean, Josh, if you are a Phoenix backer, and it sounds like you guys are, right, this would be the time to hop back in. Right at minus 150. Not, don't get scared away here because you're getting your best value after you had the 2-0 lead. Obviously, there was no value at that point. Now, if you do and follow the models here, if they do cover and win, at least win tonight, up three games to two, minus 150, that's not that big a price to pay, right? And Leg? I think it's a great point by you, Dave, because I think right now when you bet these futures or you bet these series prices, they're obviously very reactive uh, based on what happened the previous game. But you also got to anticipate what we may, might expect to see. So in this game, you know, it's no guarantee anything could happen. But Suns are favored right now. They're minus 150. If they win this game and then it's uh, you go to game six and, you know, they can uh, eliminate the Bucks there. That minus 150 is probably up to minus 300, wow. minus 400, something like that. I mean, at times when they were up 2-0, they got to minus 500 before game 
three. So if you can anticipate uh, a Suns win here, the series price minus 150. Again, the two of the last three are at home. I think that's huge. But Michael, I'll just throw this to you. You know, we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, early, early in the week, NBA Finals, it's down to a three uh, NBA Finals MVP. It's down to a three-man race. Giannis is now the favorite, plus 130. Chris Paul, plus 190. Devin Booker's still hanging around. He's mm -hmm. plus 250, but no one else is even close. Uh, Chris Middleton's plus 2,200. Yeah. Michael, I think you're leaning maybe Chris Paul. Like he, he struggled a bit. His turnovers are up a little bit, but maybe at this plus 190, he plays a good game. They win. He's going to get a lot of the votes here from the voters. What do you think? Would you lean Paul plus 190 NBA Finals MVP? I would be all over Paul if I like Phoenix to win, which I do. If I like Phoenix to go over, which I do. If I like – that outcome leads me to believe Paul's going to play well. And all it's going to take is Paul to play well. And then when we come in tomorrow, if Paul had played well, I think that plus 190 is going to be way lower than it is. And you're going to really thankful to get that price because I think he's going to win it if, if the Suns win it. I think there's no doubt. Because why? He's got to play good for the Suns to win it. I mean, we saw Booker put 40 up, and they couldn't win. So he has to play good for the Suns to win. And I think the Suns win, so I'm going to double down on Paul. This gives me a great opportunity. I'm not going to listen to the noise in the market. I'm not going to listen to react to the one bad game, good game. I'm going to stay on Paul because I think Phoenix wins this thing. I, again, Antetokounmpo there at plus 130. And, Michael, I've been floating this theory out there all week that even if they lose in seven, if he has a Herculean effort tonight and they lose, right, they go back to Milwaukee, win game six, go back to Phoenix, and he's, you know, Superman again, but they lose. It's not plus, plus 500, which I got after it was 2-0, but still plus 130. Do you think, Michael, we could see the Jerry West from 1969 and a, a player on a losing team still gets the MVP? I can't see that. I, the way these voters vote, I mean, it's all Twitter-based, and what's the reaction <laughs> on Twitter? I mean, you know, you know, back in '69, you know, they, we, you know, people hung up their phone, took their phone off the hook so they could block somebody. Now today, you know, we got apps to block people. There's no way. I mean, with all the Twitter noise and all that, there's just no chance. I mean, you imagine the reaper, how bad oh. they would look, given a loser the MVP. It's a great point. I mean, I just, you're right. It's the Twitter world we live in where everybody's like, you got to give it it's, to Chris Paul. You can't give it to the guy that lost. We'll find out about that. You got to gotta factor Chris Paul in it. Yeah, you absolutely do. All right, gentlemen, I want to get some more props here on Game 5 tonight and also pick your brain a little bit about MLB as we are back now in the second half of the season. It is the Lombardi line right here in Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No one raises the stakes for MLS action quite like BetMGM. Sign up for the BetMGM app using the code VEASAN100. And if your first wager is a $1 Moneyline bet on the New York Red Bulls or Philadelphia Union, you get $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. If you're betting in Pennsylvania, you get $100 in free bets if the team you bet on wins. Download the app today. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here on the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi and Josh Applebaum. We've been talking about game five between the Suns and the Bucks tonight. And Michael, one of the props that I've had with Josh all week, and so far it's hit every single time. Just keep hitting that button, Giannis over for the rebounds. Now it had been 12 and a half primarily for the first four games. They've adjusted it a little bit, Josh, up to 13 and a half. Now I'm getting worried. <laughs> Can I go back to the well one too many times? What do you make of this one? Yeah, I think I'd be a little careful with this one, Dave. You know, we talk all the time about, you know, finding an edge. And I think, you know, finding an edge, it may not last forever. You know, I think really the the point here with the Giannis one is it was 12 and a half pretty much every game. And right. he would get 13. You know, we had to sweat a couple times where he'd be barely <laughs> cashed it there at the end. But uh, now the books are saying, hey, Giannis keeps cashing this thing. Let's, let's jack it up a little bit. It's up to 13 and a half. I don't like it. Something continues to win and the books continue to increase the number because it just kind of feels like it might be shaded. It might be inflated. So it could be a buy low spot. I don't want to go under now. To me, it's just kind of a layoff. But Michael, I'll throw this one at you. I was talking to Dave. One of my favorite props today is DeAndre Ayton over 13 and a half rebounds and assists. I think one thing, you know, that a lot of recreational betters look at is give me the star players. Give me their point total overs. But to me, what I found a lot of value with this NBA playoffs is these combo bets where you can, you know, combine both rebounds and assists or points 
points and rebounds or assists and rebounds. So, Michael, Aiton over 13.5 rebounds and assists combined. Uh, it's minus 135. He had 23 combined in game four. He's gone over this combined number in three of four finals games. He's averaged 14 rebounds and 2.3 assists. So, Michael, what do you think? Can we expect a big game out of Aiton tonight? I think he's got to play big, right? I think he has to play big. And the reality of playing big, to me, is they had 17 offensive rebounds in the last game. You know Monty Williams for the last three days has been all over him. Mm. He has been all over their team to be really aggressive and go after the boards. And I think it's Aiton's got to play better. Six points in the last game. I mean, look, he's, you know, we were talking yesterday. I had a guy that came in the office, and he, and he works for one of the, he works for an NBA team. And we were talking about centers and Aiton is the perfect guy for the modern-day center. He can defend on three levels. He can offensive and defensive rebound. He can run the floor. You know, he's a really, really good player that you don't have to build the team around like Joel Embiid, and you've got to do everything to get him the ball. This is a kid that kind of works his way into the scoring, and I think that's what's going to happen today, tomorrow. I think it's going to be very clear. He's Tonight, he's going to be able to – he has to dominate that backboard, and after a week of not being – of not having it – I think there's no doubt he will. You know, I, I always think Josh gives good insight as certainly to like maybe don't play the big star names here for the point total overs, right? So, Josh, you've got me conditioned now to kind of look to, let's say, some of the lesser players here and, and some of those props here. And I look at like guys like P.J. Tucker at just four and a half points, Pat Connaughton at eight and a half, Lopez at ten and a half. Look, he's, he's had the capabilities to go off for over 30. So you wonder which one of those others might be a guy for the Bucks tonight as a potential play for the smaller point totals. Anybody there that jumps out at you? Yeah, you mentioned the name Pat Connaughton. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I got a soft spot for Pat Connaughton. He's from Massachusetts. He's my guy. Uh, but I, I would say Connaughton to me, and again, Dave, you know, going down the list, not just immediately taking low-hanging fruit of, give me all Giannis overs, give me all right. Booker overs, look down a little bit. And I think based on the juice prices and really looking at box scores and minutes played, because if I'm going to bet some of these guys, I want guys that are getting a lot of minutes. You know, Connaughton, he's been over 20 minutes most of these games. He's been close to 30 a couple times. I like his points played plus rebounds, plus assists, oh. over thir uh, 13 and a half. Okay. So you can kind of, you know, he can get you 10 points, couple boards. You know, he's averaged in the playoffs or in the finals, 10.3 points, 5.3 uh, rebounds, and 1.5 assists. He had 21 combined in game four. He's gone over this number uh, three of the last four finals games. You've heard uh, Coach Bud say, like, Connaughton is a winning player. So in Boston, we hear Marcus Smart. That's what I think of. But <laughs> Connaughton can shoot a little bit better. But, Michael, what do you think? Is Connaughton a key tonight? Uh, and what do you expect out of uh, out of this kind of bench guy, but could have an impact. Well, I, I think he definitely was a key. He's a key because, I mean, he's got to make a couple of those three. He made those cr critical threes late in the game the other night. You know, the role players have to play well. I tend to think role players play better when they're playing at home. So, you know, I think Cameron Payne will play better tonight. You know, I think those guys, the Phoenix role players will play better. I don't trust Connaughton to play better. I really don't. I think it's going to be hard for him to be consistent. And, you know, he made that last shot. I just think to me, I think that's a hard one for him to do. I, I don't see it. You know, the other Cam is the guy I'm looking at here, Cam Johnson, for the Suns tonight here, Josh, because it feels like he's got the capabilities to explode, right? And to Michael's point, sometimes these bench players play, play better at home. So with that theory, what do you make of his prop totals tonight? 
Yeah, I love Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson's been under the radar uh, guy that's really cashed, you know, a ton here. P.J. Tucker was also on that list. Yeah. He, he disappointed me last game. He had no points at all. But uh, Cam Johnson is a role player that I think can just give you a little bit of everything. So his points, rebounds, and assists combined, I think it's around 12 and a half, something like that. His point total, uh, I think, is nine and a half. Yep, it's it went like, up a little bit. Yeah, and that's a good thing, Dave, because if you see these numbers rise with these props, what does that tell you? No one's waking up saying, I got to bet Cam Johnson. Right. You know what I mean? So anytime we see a role player with a juice movement and one thing if you want to be at home like you know the day before the game write down these things on a piece of paper look the next day did the juice rise on some of these guys that you're not looking at to me that's an easy way to see there could be some liability so Michael what's your take on Cam Johnson this is the guy getting a lot of minutes he can shoot the three and he's playing with a lot of confidence remember that dunk a couple mm -hmm. uh, a couple games ago uh, is Cam Johnson a key for uh, for the Suns tonight Michael I think he and Payne are both the key, Josh, and I like both of those props. I really do. I think they'll play really well. I think they're energized by the crowd, and I think they're more comfortable there. And I think, look, I mean, we have to go back. You know, the hardest thing to do in sports, really the hardest thing to do in sports, and it sounds so easy, but it's the hardest thing is to figure out why you won and why you lost. Right. And nobody does it well. Most teams lie to themselves. Most teams don't say the right thing. And I think in the Phoenixes, they just didn't close out the last five minutes. I mean, they didn't offensive rebound. And they didn't close out as bad as they played, as poorly as they played. They didn't turn off the water on Middleton going into the lane and getting that 15 footer. You know, there's so many things they could have done that I think they're going to change all that. And I think they'll win this game convincingly. I really do. I think they'll play a different pace. I think Payne and I think those guys well, Cam Johnson, they'll, play, they'll all play better. Yeah, Cam Johnson's point total, nine and a half. I'm with you guys. That went up a full point uh, from the last time out. So they are adjusting. But you're right. He's getting some run. He's getting minutes. And, and to Michael's point, I think those guys are key, those two cams coming off the bench uh, for Phoenix tonight. One other thing very quickly, Middleton's point total, obviously when you have 40 points, you see 24 and a half. It still feels like a lot to me to, to expect. But if they try to take away Giannis's offense – which they did a better job of that in game four. Will that fall back to Middleton? And can he keep up that production? Not 40 points, but at least possibly to go over this point total of 24 and a half. I think it could, Dave. You know, I again, looking at the juice here, you know, Middleton is 24 and a half, but the over is minus 125 at BetMGM. So, uh, again, this is a guy that we're kind of waiting on Middleton saying, hey, can you give Giannis some help? Giannis is great, but he needs Holiday. He needs Middleton. Right. You really saw him take a huge leap and just had a fantastic game last time. So, uh, to me, Middleton, I, I'm, I'm hesitant just with the big-name players, you know, taking their overs. It's just kind of a thing for me that I don't, yeah. uh, don't always want to fall into maybe a trap there. But, Michael, what's your take on Middleton? Uh, do you think he scores 25 or more tonight? I would go under on that, Josh. I think they got to stop him. I mean, I think they got to say to Giannis, prove you're healthy. Prove you've got elevation. Make somebody else. Holiday is so inconsistent that you really don't have to worry about him turning it on. I mean, sometimes he's going to make some shots, but he's so inconsistent. And the one thing about Holiday, he don't stop shooting. Even when he's not making shots, he's going to keep shooting. So you can count on that. So I think you've got to really take Middleton out and force them to become Giannis if he's healthy. I would not want to do that if Giannis – but I don't think Giannis has got the same lift, the same explosiveness, and I think it's affecting him. So I've got to take – you've got to stop Middleton. Middleton. You've got to figure out a way to keep him from getting because to him, and they tell him this in Milwaukee, you get in the paint and you shoot a 15-footer to you is a layup. He's going to make those 90% of the time. You know, and when he's driving and he's aggressive and he's playing, you know, the other thing I don't think we've talked enough about, and, and Van Gundy talked about this on the podcast on the broadcast, is I think the league probably has told these officials you can't let them keep playing as physical on Booker as you've played. 
Like, they've got to slow that down a little bit. Like, you know, it, they're beating Booker up bad, and they're letting him got away with it. And I think that's where we're going to see a little difference in the refereeing, which is why I think the over is going to come in play. Yeah, I do. I look at those two guys with the best mid-range games out there. Obviously, it's Middleton and Paul to me in this series, right? I mean, yes, CP3 can still step back and knock down those threes, but you're right. Middleton in the lane is deadly. It does feel like a layup every time he goes up from 8 or 10, a little fadeaway, and that seems to go down. It's a bunny for him right there. They've got to figure out a way to slow him down tonight. But again, if they do, and to Michael you made this point earlier, that seven-point lead they had on the road in game four for a series price very quickly, Phoenix in six might not be the bad way to go because they, they did feel like the better team for the majority of game four. They just couldn't close it out. Would you guys think that that might be, if you want to go with an exact series price here to close it out, maybe Phoenix in six might be the way to go? I think it could be. You know, I, I was all yeah. over Phoenix. I was all over Phoenix in six from the start. I, I think that I think they were going to win one in Milwaukee. I really do. I think they win tonight. I think they close it out in Milwaukee. And if you want that price right now, it's still at plus 300. So really good value there. If, again, Josh, your, your market's hold and they get this game five win, it feels like they could go back. They had the opportunity to get that win in game four. Didn't close it out. To Michael's point, you figure out why you couldn't close. Maybe you can close it out in game six. I'm with you. And the favorite right now, just so people know, we're going to break. Uh, exact number of games, seven games is the favorite. Minus 125. So we'll see how this plays out. All right. Should be a very interesting game five tonight. Josh, you're coming back next hour. Oh, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, Michael. <laughs> when we come back, though, we are going to talk a little bit more about the British Open. The leaders getting ready to tee off when you come back with us right here in the Lombardi line. It is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.